Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Kevin and you're listening to Umeshare Podcast, the podcast where men share openly. In this season, we'll be looking at uh, the functions of a man and I'm really excited just to be bringing to you a series where I'll be joined by Dr. Stanley Mokolwe and also a couple of my friends and we're going to be discussing about a man and his marriage. But before then, in this episode 23, I'd like us to discuss about the three F's of a man. Just to set us off before we enter into the whole aspect of looking at the man and his marriage. What are the three F's? I know there's a time we discussed about the seven A's of addiction. And right now, as we enter into a new chapter, into a new season of this podcast, today we'll be discussing about the three F's of a man. Umeshe has been receiving a lot of support from men all over the world. And to my friends in Washington, uh, D.C., and also in Nigeria, Australia, South Africa, and Rwanda, and of course here in Kenya, welcome to Omeshia Podcast, and let us ride on. You know, guys, it's been really exciting uh, in my last uh, 44 years of existence to realize that being a man is such a great gift, not belittling the fact that women are also created in the image of God. Such a huge and valuable measure of responsibility that we carry as men. And today I'd just like to talk about three Fs. Foundation, embracing your fatherhood seed, and pursuing faithfulness. I've come to realize that these three things are things that I've been able to appreciate over time. And I believe that just touching on these three Fs will be able to give you a perspective of who you are, of what God is calling you to do, and of course, where you are going. So the first F is building your foundation. You see, one of the things that I love doing in life is building and construction. And we love seeing buildings coming up, the facade, how the building has been decorated, the outside of the building, and then the interior designing, architecture, and the look and feel, and the form work that has been done that makes you appreciate a building. But people often don't think about the process of coming up with the building. We want to see a huge house. We want to have that house that you can move in in no time. But many of us do not actually appreciate the process of actually coming up with that home or that house or that building. I have come to realize that you know, when you're dealing with engineering plans, ensuring that all these engineering plans are followed and the painful process of going through approvals in the counties or in the, to the moment that you receive your papers, to working with uh, the contractors, the fundies, I've come to realize that it's not an easy ride in the park. It's actually a very difficult ride. The foundations are always a task to behold. What is key to all this is that without a good foundation, whether it's planned or executed, a building cannot stand firm and strong. And I'm sure you've seen buildings across continent, even here in Kenya, buildings that do not follow the right building codes end up falling. Unfortunately, even losing, people lose their lives because of such carelessness or, or lack of following the right procedures in setting up the foundation. Life is just like that, that there are times when we are working on our foundation and if we don't set our foundation as men right, we are bound to fall. We are bound to collapse. We are bound to have a weak structure, 
as we move along in the years. The foundation is that part of a building that is hidden. It's underneath. It's complicated and it's also time consuming. I remember asking one of my engineers, where has all the money gone to? <laughs> Hard-earned money gone to? And the fact remains is that the foundation has to be done right. The metals, the concrete, the slab, the columns that need to be put up need to hold the entire structure. And with the life of a man, there are foundational ingredients that we need to become strong as functional men in life. One of the people who I look up to in the Bible is Abraham. Abraham is considered the father of nations. He was a great example of a man with a solid foundation. So my question to you is, then how do you build a strong foundation as a man? One of the things that um, Abraham did was that he believed in God. Abraham's central focus and Abraham's purpose in life revolved around believing in God the Father. Abraham would not have become a great person if he did not believe in God the Father. Abraham made an altar to God to honor and recognize his presence. He spent time with him. Abraham, according to Genesis chapter 15 verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord. It was credited to him as righteousness. So God is looking for a righteous person. And how do you become righteous? By believing in him. And by believing in him, it goes on to say that you put your hope and your trust in him. Psalms 39 verse 7 to 8 says, And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? I put my hope in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Don't let fools mock me. And for Abraham, the key thing that he did was that he obeyed God. He was faithful to God. Remember the story where, that's in Genesis chapter 17 verse 1, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and you will greatly increase in your numbers. So the first thing that Abraham did is that he believed in God, according to Genesis 15.6. And then the second thing that he did was that he pursued righteousness. He lived a blameless life. And the third thing that he did was that he was an obedient man, according to Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you obeyed me. So there are three things that I pick up from the life story of Abraham. Abraham built a strong foundation with three key things. Number one, he believed in God. Secondly, he pursued righteousness and was blameless before God. And the third thing is that Abraham was obedient. You remember the story where he sacrificed or he was about to sacrifice his own son Isaac, where God told him, go and create an altar and sacrifice your one and only son. This son who Abraham had waited for with Sarah all his life, his one and only son, God told him to sacrifice Isaac. And just at the brink of time when he was walking with his son Isaac to the sacrificial altar, and Isaac asks, where is the sacrificial lamb? Abraham was faithful enough and obedient enough and confident to say and to answer his son that God is going to provide it. Even when he knew that God has told him to sacrifice his son. What a daring and what chilling moment I believe Abraham had. But because he trusted in the Lord fully, he knew that the Lord had a perfect plan for him and was not worried. He didn't ask questions. He didn't battle too much with this request that the Lord had asked him to fulfill for him. And because of this, you know the story, Abraham did not sacrifice Isaac. Instead, God provided a lamb for them to sacrifice. So the first F, building a strong foundation. The second F is fatherhood. So the root word of the father is patria. 
that's a Latin word. That's a prefix that we always hear. Paternal, paternal father. So the paternity, that's acknowledgement of a man's fatherhood of a child. There's also what we call patrimony, the right or the heritage inherited from a father. And we've heard of other words like patrilineage or patrilocality, where a couple live near the family of the husband or the husband will actually leave his father's house but still live around where the clan or the, the tribesmen or other families are. Being a father and embracing fatherhood are two different things. You know, a father can plant his seed wherever. A father can just be there existing by law. A father can just be there by identity. But embracing fatherhood is walking the journey of guiding, mentoring, discipling, being intentional about walking with your offspring, your children, and those who identify you as a father. And so what does it mean? What does it really mean? You see, every man here exhibits this aspect even before he produces children or marries. This seed of fatherhood is already in every one of us men, every boy. But when he becomes a man, when these fruits are manifested, and before the fruit is manifested, the seed is already implanted in us. You're not a GMO seed. You're an original seed. And, you know, even before you were born, according to Psalms 139 verse 13, it says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So even as you are coming into the world as a male, God already knew and had already planted the seed of fatherhood in you. In Genesis 12, it says, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your family, and your relatives and go to the land that I will show you. I'll bless you and make your descendants into a great nation. You will become famous and be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, but I'll put a curse on anyone who puts a curse on you. Everyone on earth will be blessed because of you. Can you imagine such a great blessing and a great purpose that Abraham lived, knowing that God had given him this huge responsibility. He called him to be a father of nations. He called him to be a father who can bless others. Imagine being told that I will bless you and make your descendants into a great nation. And I believe every man listening to this podcast this morning or evening, wherever you're listening to, the Lord has already blessed you because you're the seed of Abraham. You've come from the seed of Abraham and he's already blessed you to be a blessing, not only to your offspring, but to many generations that are there to come. In Jeremiah verse 1 verse 5, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, at 75 years of age, Abraham was already producing. He was a wealthy man. He had a purpose. He had people who were following after him. He had a wife. And God already spoke this fatherhood into him even before he conceived the child that he had with Sarah, his wife. And he conceived this child at 99 years. And the question that I'll ask you this in this podcast is, are you using your seed of fatherhood to influence and to be constructive? Or are you using your seed of fatherhood to be destructive? What is influencing you and who are you influencing out there? Some of the questions that I also ask you, what authority are you under? Who do you consider as your father figure? If you have a father who's alive, you're blessed. You're fortunate to have him. You're fortunate to have him alive. And I would request that, you know, you could take a pause even in listening to this podcast and just send a message to your father and thank him for raising you up. Thank him for being there, whether he was there physically or he was absent. But as long as he's alive, just thank him because he produced the seed that produced you. He was there for you and to raise you up and to bring you up as a boy into a man. And also, I'd like to ask you, what values have you inherited from your father or father figure? What name 
have you inherited? And not name in the sense that, um, you know, it identifies you as Kamau or Otieno or Richard. I'm talking about the reputation behind the name, identity behind the name. What values have you picked from that name that you have inherited? You know, you can only discover your fruit if you know the seed that is in you. And how do you know this seed? It is by searching, asking, and spending time with your heavenly Father. Psalms 14 verse 2 says, The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. I love this verse from Zephaniah that also talks about seeking the Lord. Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 3, Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have carried out his ordinances. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. So men, fatherhood journey is not about procreation and producing without a purpose. The seed planter needs you to spend time with him to become aligned with him. And therefore you will be blessed and you will increase. It comes in the fullness of time. Your seed will need to germinate and grow by being watered by Jesus, who is the water of life. John chapter 4 verse 13 to 14 says, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So spend time with Jesus, guys. Spend time praying and soaking into his presence. The seed planter is ready to plant the seed in you so that you can be empowered to plant your seed and become a great man who lifts up other great people behind him. The third F is faithfulness. You see, God requires faithfulness from us even when we have been highly favored and blessed by him or even when we are waiting on him. You see, faithfulness is one thing that Abraham practiced. In Hebrews 11.6 it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Abraham chose to obey the Lord even when he was instructed and tested by God to sacrifice Isaac. In Genesis 22 it says, Abraham put the wood on Isaac's shoulder but he carried the hot coals and the knife. As the two of them were walking along, Isaac said, Father, we have the coals and the wood but where is the lamp for the sacrifice? As I said earlier, this was the answer that Abraham gave. God will provide the lamp. Can you imagine that faithfulness? Two of them walked on. When they reached the place that God had told him about, Abraham built an altar and placed the wood in it. Next, he tied up his son and put him on the wood. And I've always wondered this. Uh, Isaac, <laughs> for some reason, did not even battle or even fight or even doubt his dad. But I wondered what was running through his, his mind as his dad was tying him up. What was he really thinking? Is there going to be a, a lamb that will come up? Or what kind of a, a deception is this that my dad has taken me through? But for some reason, Isaac was calm. It doesn't say that he battled or he uh, ran away or he cut the rope or fought his dad at that altar. Isaac was calm. Meaning these are qualities that he may have picked from his father, Abraham. Being sure about how God is leading your life. Being faithful to the Lord. It's something probably Isaac saw and observed in his father. And likewise, he just stood there, very calm, with his hands tied, and did not move. So it goes on on verse 10. He then took the knife and got ready to kill his son. But the Lord's angel shouted from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. Don't hurt the boy or harm him in any way, the angel said. Now I know that you truly obey God because you are willing to offer him your only 
son. And likewise today, men, we live a life where we are tested on a daily basis. We go through life's chaotic paths. We go through life's successes and failures. And there are times when we are tested beyond measure. Sometimes life can be so painful and so dramatic that you wonder what is happening. Is God with me? Is God really walking? And can he hear my cry? And the thing that I would like to urge you this in this podcast is to just trust the Lord in whatever that you're going through. Like Abraham. Abraham trusted God. He didn't question this instruction. However absurd it sounded, however absurd someone may talk to you or you may land into a disagreement with your, with your partner, with your child, at your workplace, with your boss, however absurd it sounded, however life's curveballs were thrown at Abraham, he still trusted in the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 6, it says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. You see, a man can only accomplish his purpose on earth by being faithful to his cause to the work that he has been given to do by God, to the calling that he has been given by God. You see, your offspring and your spouse are also special people to you and they matter to God. How faithful are you to your own spouse, to your own children, to your work, to your parents? You know, we need to pay particular attention even to being faithful to our own bodies. We have spoken about addictions in the last one month and we talked about the addictions of sex, of pornography, the addictions of drugs and alcohol, addictions of gaming. So we need to pay particular attention to your spouse, your children, your work, the skills and your area of gifting. Let them be your center of interest. Be faithful to what the Lord has blessed you with. Be faithful in your work, in your marriage, in your friendships, spending time with your friends and also being there, devoting yourself to ensure that you are a friend who can be counted upon. You know, it's often said that when we are old in your twilight years and probably in your deathbed. Many of the testimonies that your friends and family will give is not about the material things that you achieved, the positions that you've held in society or the amount of wealth that you have accumulated over time. But I believe one of the things that your offspring, your spouse, your friends will say is that this man was a faithful man. This man kept his word. This man was there for us. This man was a promise keeper. This man respected and honored God and others. So let's keep our word and be consistent in our behavior and our actions towards all the people who surround us. In other words, embrace faithfulness. So there you go, guys. Those are the three F's of what it means to be a man, especially a Christian man in this day and age. So number one is building your foundation knowing what things you need to count on to build yourself. And one of the three things that we mentioned is that you need to believe in God for a strong foundation, pursue righteousness as a second thing, and then being obedient. Those three ingredients will set you apart from the average and from the normal, or the normalcy of just living life and living out of a paycheck. The second F is... Fatherhood, knowing that God has planted a seed in you, he's been able to give you the gift of being a father and nurturing other, others who need to follow you. 
And then the third F is faithfulness. Can we be faithful to our word? Can we be consistent in our behavior? Can we be called men of integrity because what we say and how we act is consistent? Can we be there for the people who look up to us, who depend on us, our wives and our children, to be there and to be faithful to the cause that the Lord has called you to walk on this earth? May you have a blessed week and see you next week where we tackle a man and his marriage. You've been listening to Ume Share Podcast, the podcast where men share openly. Goodbye and have a lovely and blessed time. Asante sana.